Hey, this is Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the weekly podcast, The Unchangeable Truth. We just sit down with Pastor Stephen as he discusses his sermon from Highland Park Baptist Church, and we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. And we ask you to go ahead and, and click that subscribe button, click that like or the follow button. And then again, we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. So keep listening as Pastor Stephen discusses his weekly sermon. Hey, this is Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the Unchangeable Truth Podcast. We are in the podcast booth with Pastor Stephen. And I know, Pastor Stephen, we took a week off. Well, you took a week off. I took I a week off. Yeah, I, we, I didn't take a week off. Um, and uh, it feels like I t- we both took a week off. But uh, so how, how was your week last week? Did you have a good week last week? Was it good? Yeah, it was good. It was good. The recording was, uh, was great. We uh, <laughs> did a... Uh, we did a bonus recording. It wasn't uh, from where I preached a sermon. We dealt with yeah, because Pastor Kevin the came unpardonable okay. sin. Yeah, and uh, today we're, you know, I know you've had some dental work done, so hopefully you don't slur. Yeah, or, yeah, uh, the whole side of my face is numb, so we'll see how well it goes. Um, it'll be okay though. I think we're making it through. Just how fine. long does it take for them to implant gold teeth? <laughs> well, this is about a, a two-hour process today. Well, that's so. pretty quick. Yeah, it's good. Right smack dab in the middle. It'll be fine. I'll smell good. It'll be good. It'll be all right. So, Romans chapter 12, verses 17 through 21. And, uh, yeah, this is going to be super interesting. 17. <laughs> I'm so sorry. 17. This is going to be <laughs> This is going to be bad. All right. It's okay. Hey, we're human. We make mistakes. And uh, good thing we're not videoing this. Because your kid, this your be- kid, your your kid, your son was at my house last night hanging out with my son oh, and some goodness. others, and I was doing everything I could to try to get him to say anything negative about his dad, and he just won't do it, man. Wait, hey, man, he just won't do it. That's fine. That's fine. He he came back last night and he goes, "Hey, Pastor Stephen's kind of cool." I'm like, "Yeah." You're just now figuring that out. Like, because I let him swim in the pool and bought him pizza. Yeah, there you go. Who's not cool like yeah. that? Chill. I think the word he used was chill. Yeah, they're chill. You know, I don't quite exactly know what that means. But anyway, Romans chapter 12, verses 17 through 21. And uh, man, it's titled, Dealing with Mean Folks. Mean folk. Mean folk. Yep, that's a West Tennessee terminology. I cleaned it up a little. Did you? I did. <laughs> mean people. Mean, mean people. people. How do you deal you with mean people? We don't. We don't deal with mean people in the church, do we? Never. Never. Not Never. No, nope, not at all. We you just, just you just take those mean emails and you send them out to a certain staff person and let them uh, read it. Right? No, no. He just reads the anonymous letters. But uh, yeah, dealing with difficult people or mean people or people that you don't like, you know, what we've been saying, um, and it's true, 11 chapters through Romans, doctrine, 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 starts taking a turn, chapter 12, all right, now let's put this doctrine uh, to use in your life, and he deals with all this relationship stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Man, relationships are the hardest thing in the world, the way we respond to people. I even say all the time, ministry would be easy if it weren't for people. Right, um, right. And and I guess that would uh, that would go over into every occupation or every area of life. But uh, the problem with that is we are people. Yeah. And people are flawed. And, uh, you know, you're going to have to deal with all different kinds of individuals because you yourself 
emotionally or go through all different kinds of emotions and all different kinds of characteristics throughout your life. So I love the fact that <clears throat> that's kind of what he digs into right out of the doctrine is, hey, we're, let's talk about relationally, how yeah. um, how we live with people uh, in our lives that may not be the easiest people to hmm. live with. Well, and I'll be honest with you, that your first point, refuse revenge. Um, man, I, if if I'm being honest, like that's that's a hard one, um, because it is so easy in today's culture just to we always want to say something back. We always want to have some sort of comeback to things that they say. We always want to get really defensive when people say something to us. We always want to prove people wrong. Um, so this whole refuse revenge. Um, man, kind of, kind of stuck. Well, all, all your points on this sermon were hard to hear and uh, soak into. But uh, the first one, refuse revenge, and then you talked about um, kind of how people view, uh, and, and you called it the golden rule. How people view the golden rule, or how people view this refuse, refuse revenge. Well. Y- yeah, revenge is the natural instinct. Uh, none of us have to work on it. None of us have to read a book on how to be revengeful. <laughs> or, right. uh, hey, hey, man, I understand that you're really good at this revenge thing. Teach me how to do it to where I can solicit the most or uh, inflict the most pain possible, the most hurt possible. I know myself, as you said, I, th- and I think anybody who's being honest would admit that uh, not seeking to retaliate is a hard thing. Yeah. And I, I can only speak to my own life. The, the reason why it's such a hard thing is I'm very prideful. Mm. I'm very prideful. I don't yeah. want anybody to think I'm weak. I don't want anybody to think they can get the best of me. Uh, other people are, are watching and, you know, oh, my goodness. You know, he's just going to let somebody take advantage of him. He's just going to let somebody treat him without respect. And it all boils down to the pride. The, the the prideful response of, okay, all right, you did that to me, then get ready. I'm about to unload it on you. And there's never there's never a time when uh, I place my own priorities above the priority of Christ where it's going to be a good thing. So, yeah, it, it kind of a play on words, what you were talking about there with the golden rule. We know the golden rule says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And Christ laid out that out for us over in Luke chapter 6. But a lot of times we live, hey, do unto others what they do unto you. Right. So you, you're mean to me and mean to you. You post something bad about me and posted something bad about you. Right. Um, and then the way a lot of people live is... I'm going to do it before you do it to me. Well, and I think it's funny that you use this particular line because we see that a lot in children, mm. right? Like we see that a lot in children, yet, you know, we, we, in a sense, we don't condemn, but we tell children, no, that's wrong. That's not how you do it. But yet when we get into adult world, we're doing the exact same thing. Like we're acting like children. Yeah, and that's the reason why Paul's like, you know, when I became a man, I acted like a man <laughs> right, and I put right. away childish things. Right. Um, but again, it all goes back to that. I, I, I want to, I want to promote myself. Uh, I want, I want to, uh, bring glory and exalt, uh, exaltation to myself. So, so I'm going to allow my own, my own, well, I don't want to say perception. I, I want, I clearly, I want the way that other people see me to be uh, elevated 
And I don't want people to think that I'm weak, and I don't want people to think I can't take care, and I don't want people to think that somebody has gotten the better of me. Uh, and so, as a result, man, I'm going to beat you to the punch. Yeah, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to lay it on you. There's no way you're going to disrespect me that way. And it's crazy because you can see some of the sweetest people in the world, but my goodness, they can turn into some mean, mean folks in a hurry. Um, and you know, scripture even says, I mean, what, what, what good does it do you if you you treat kindly people who treat you kind? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even even non Christians do that. And remember the first 11 chapters, he's saying, here's who we are in Christ. Here's who we are in Christ. Here's who we are in Christ. And I even teased a little bit in the sermon yesterday and said, hey, when he was talking about who we were in Christ, we were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it going, Paul. And then he's like, okay, now here's how you live because of who you are in right. Christ. Oh, man, this is not good. Yeah. And so uh, we're, we're to respond differently to people who treat us mean. Yeah. To people who are just hurtful people. Yeah. Our response is to be different. So uh, I refuse revenge. And it, it is an active. Yeah. It is an active refusal. It's not, okay, hey, yeah, you know, I, I can take or leave revenge. Nothing like that. No, the instinct is I'm going to hurt you. You've hurt me. So it is an active choice. Do you ever think, though, that out of out of the habit of doing it, like a spiritual discipline, right? You have the spiritual discipline of prayer and fasting and those things like that, but like out of, out of habit to where, um, you have this active thing throughout your life where you're not going to show revenge. Do you ever think it kind of subsides and it's just a part of who you are now in your growth in Christ that it's not even a thought of revenge? Do you think we can get there? Well, I mean, I think you ought to start consistently getting it right more than you get it wrong, that the mind is transformed, right? Through what? Through the Word, right. and, like you say, through prayer and uh, through having people in our lives that we're accountable to, that love Jesus and love us, all those things. But I would say as long as I'm living in this flesh, there's always going to <laughs> right. be that struggle. Right, right. And just about the time that I think I've got this thing nailed <laughs> right. down pat, all yeah. of a sudden... Yeah. Out of left field comes yeah. something, and I just explode on them. Yeah, um, and that's that daily, that yeah. daily uh, surrender, right? That daily transformation that takes place. That daily, hey Christ, you know I have the potential. <laughs> I think the problem a lot of times, though, Ryan, is people people forget they do have the potential right. to act like. Um, Tales is for a better word. So again, I, uh, I, I'm going to refuse it. I yeah. refuse it. And let's just stop it and say this. I may have every right, but I refuse it. Yeah. I refuse what? it. And I think we forget we have the Holy Spirit too, like that is guiding us and prompting us to do the right thing. Yet, you know. So many times we, we choose not to. Yeah, wouldn't it be great if the Holy Spirit carried around a hammer or a bat or a bullhorn instead of that still, small yeah, voice? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I just need him to lay me out. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get a bullhorn. Let's get one next week, producer guy. Let's, let's have a bullhorn right here. All right, point number two. Um, propose peace. So we're dealing with mean folk, and we got to refuse revenge. And the second one is propose peace. And um, I kind of want to talk about this one for a second because of the fact that there's always two sides to this. 
And you kind of mentioned it that, you know, people are either going to accept it when you propose peace or they're going to reject it. And so um, there has been times in my life where I have gone to people in the attitude, in a a sincere attitude, sincere attitude of reconciliation. I have repented to them about a wrongdoing that I've done against them. Um, I repented. I came to them with reconciliation. I tried to propose peace and it utterly backfired in my face. They had, they didn't want to have anything to do with me. They started to throw things at me and throw old things back that had nothing to do with current situation. Um, so I guess my question is, or the reason I want to talk about this is because it, I mean, it, it is kind of a big deal, um, proposing peace because we don't know how people are going to respond to this. Sure it is. Uh, well, and, and I would just say this as well. Some of the maddest uh, folks who've rejected peace that I've proposed, some of the maddest people at me have been people that are mad at me for something that they want to attribute to me that I didn't even do. Mm. Yeah. Perception. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That somebody, they thought it happened or yeah. somebody lied and one, you know, and you're just like, how, how, how can you convince them that that never even, right. even happened? And so, um, but yeah, to sit there and, hey, listen, man, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I repent of that. I'm sorry. You know, there have been times that I've even said, listen, I didn't mean, I didn't mean it that way. And, um, but you perceived it that way. Yeah. And so that has hindered our relationship. And so I, 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 I deeply am sorry and please forgive me. And, uh, there, there are folks that, no, I, I won't do that. And so I would just say this as much as depends on you, because that's the kind of that loophole there that we talked about in the scripture, as much as it depends on you. Uh, live peaceably with folks. So I've done all that I know how to do. I've made it a matter of prayer. Now that still doesn't let you off the hook. It still right. doesn't right. to where you're like, all right, and I've washed my hands on it. Now I can be mean to them. <laughs> right. No. I tried. Yeah. Yeah. Forget it. You had your chance. Yeah, yeah. You know, I give you until midnight tonight. And if you don't <laughs> accept peace, then it's all out war. Well, no, nothing along those lines. It right. just means, man, sometimes you just got to move on. Yeah. You just got to live life. You can't sit there with allow, allowing that cloud to be over you the entire time so you've you've repented you've you've offered uh you know you you've 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 said how sorry you are and then you extend peace i'd like for our relationship to be peaceful and if they're like no forget it i don't want to have anything to do with you i mean and and i would say this when it comes to forgiveness as well we have misunderstood what true forgiveness what true biblical forgiveness is Biblical forgiveness is not reconciliation. Mm. Biblical forgiveness is this. I I refuse and I give away the right to harm you the way you've harmed me. Wow. And so we have this yeah, idea, good. well, biblical forgiveness is that now we're all having Thanksgiving meal together. <laughs> right. And we're right. doing the things that we use. No, it's not reconciliation. It is, again, man, I have every right in the world in, in which one, you know who determines whether we have the right in the. I mean, according to this scripture, we don't have any right, right, to uh, to come on to folks and to to be angry or mean to them. But yeah, what happens if they reject it? And you uh, you just you just kind of have to move on, quit beating yourself up over it. Yeah, that's hard to do though. Well, sure it is. Yeah. I mean, and there would be a part of me that if I easily, I, well, I just say this: some folks would find this hard to believe. I don't like people being mad at me. 
I really don't. I don't like right. people who dislike me. I genuinely, it bothers me when people do not like me. And that is hard to pastor a church the size of right. the church that we pastor, that so I the, pastor. So with there is the, a big teddy bear under that big, big <laughs> tough exterior, right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, the, uh, yeah, it, it bothers me. It does. It does. It bothers me. But it's kind of like I said, the whole position versus disposition. Yeah, yeah. Never, never do I have the opportunity, or excuse me, never do I have the right as a follower of Jesus to take the opportunity to be hateful to people mm. and to be mean to people. Now, I can stand firm on a biblical position. And I'm not going to change my position because you tell me if you change your position, then that'll bring peace. Right. Well, no, I want to have peace with you, and it's okay for us to disagree. It kind of goes back to what we talked about, I don't know, several months ago on one of our other podcasts where people have redefined the word tolerance. Yeah. You know, tolerance used to mean yeah. you can believe what you want to believe. I believe right. whatever want to, what I want to believe, and it's okay. It's okay. I can still tell you that you're wrong. You can tell me I'm wrong, and that's all right. Today, tolerance is... You can believe what you want to believe. I believe what I want to believe and what you believe is right and what I believe is right. And if I tell you you're wrong, then I'm intolerant. And so so when it comes back to this whole disposition and position, I'm not going to change my position if my position is built on solid biblical truth. But so that still doesn't mean I have to be hateful to you because you don't believe the same way that right. I believe. Man, if we could understand that. Gosh, if the country, our politic, politicking people, our politicians. Un- yeah, there you go. That's the word I was looking for. Our politicking uh, people, our politicking people. I'm really super intelligent today. Here we go. No, but it, it, if we could understand that, like if if the church and people in general would understand that one concept, man, I think man, just a, a lot would happen culturally. Well, and I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to what I had an old timer tell me many, many years ago when I was upset about something. And he goes, "Can I tell you something that would just help you tremendously?" I'm like, "Sure." He goes, "Quit expecting, uh, quit expecting lost people to act saved." Yeah, yeah. And it's so simple, but it's so profound. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah why in the world am I expecting somebody who doesn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ to respond in a Christ-like way when I, who have a relationship with Jesus Christ, have difficulty responding in a Christ-like yeah, way? Yeah. Mm. So, uh, dealing with mean folk, refuse, revenge, uh, propose peace, and the third one is get out of God's way um, and and let God work. So, get out of God's way, let God work. Um, and again, like this is an active thing. Like we're we're understanding that God is the one that repays evil. God rewards endurance. But getting out of the way and let God do it. I think that, again, that's just one of those things that's hard for us in cultures or in today's cultures, letting God have control. Even though it already does, it's just we don't want to give it up. Like it goes back to that pride thing you were talking about. Yeah. uh, So we're talking about get out of God's way. Right. Yeah. I mean, that is, again, so simple yet so deep. Just get out of his way. The, uh, 
we, we, we tend to view our existence as being the universe. Let's say we live 70. I don't know. It keeps changing. I don't know what the median is. Women always outlive men. I don't, I can't understand that. Yeah. I understand why that's the problem or how that, you know, is a solution to anything, but they, they do for the most part, they outlive men. And that's the reason why you have all these widow ladies and you've got a few widow men and the man, I mean, it gets to be pretty, pretty hairy. It's hurry. fun to watch those widow men. Yeah, it's like you're at camp. It's like you're at camp. Bankrupt, you know, you're yeah. like, hey, listen, guys, we've got to talk to you guys about you're sitting too close together and all that kind of stuff. What do you mean? I'm 80 years old. Well, I'm just saying. Uh, but the uh, oh, goodness, the whether you live to be 70 or 75, 80, whatever, in terms of eternity, that's a drop in the bucket. And we want to sit right. here and we want to think, oh my goodness, somebody hurt me. How am I going to continue? How am, you know somebody was mean to me? That's going to affect me forever. And I've got to get back at them because if I don't get back at them, then I won't be remembered <laughs> the way that I need to be remembered. God's doing something bigger. God's doing something bigger. You can trust God. If you can trust him to save your soul and to keep it for all eternity, then you can trust him to take care of the fact that somebody has spoken bad yeah. about you. That God is the one who repays evil. He says that, verse 19, don't, don't avenge it yourself, it's mine. It's mine, I will be the one that repays that. Yeah. Uh, and likewise, God chooses to reward us when we're like, you know what? I'm not going to take this into my own hands. Now, now I want to clarify something here. I mean, if you're being assaulted or being abused or yeah. something along those lines, that's a completely different ballgame. For sure. You know, that's kind of the whole sticks and stones, right? Um, if, if that's happening, then my, you do whatever you've got to do, any means necessary to protect yourself. But so many of the things that we consider to be earth-shattering, life-threatening, are merely nothing more than ego uh, threatening. And so, uh, I'm just going to trust God. God's up to something bigger and, uh, God, God, God is going to accomplish something that is beyond the scope of my even understanding there. So I want to treat people the way that Jesus would treat people. How did Jesus treat people who, um, who assaulted him? How do he treat people who, who, uh, were hurtful and harmed him and ridiculed him and all that. Well, he yeah. died for them. Yeah. He yeah. died for them. Yeah. And here's the guy at his disposal. I mean, one time when he talks about 12 legions, 72,000 angels, yeah. all he had to do is speak and it was done. Yeah. yeah. But he didn't. Yeah. Which is, which is mind blowing to me because he's in the flesh. He has set aside. Right. He has set aside his divinity. He is in the flesh, right, facing every temptation that you and I every, ever face. And so it's still just as strong. So whatever that strongest temptation that, our, that uh, someone may be thinking, man, I can deal with everything but that one. That one is just too difficult, I, 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 like a dog returning to its vomit. That's yeah. me over it. And by the way, my wife hates when I quote that scripture. But the, uh, it gives this visual picture and i think the scripture purposefully very does that clear, very clear picture so here's jesus in every single way in the flesh that you and i are and he says no i'll, I'll not i'll not seek after revenge i'm not going to call down seventy-two thousand angels to yeah. to go ahead and take yeah. care of this deal no I re, i'm not going to do that because the father has a plan that's greater yeah than this immediate moment and this flesh well and something that you said you know, kind of capping off this point, which you've been saying for a long time, like we constantly come back to this, that God's not through with us. 
Like God is constantly doing things and constantly working. And you remind us as the pastor, you remind us that God is not done with us. Like he still has a purpose and a plan for us and we shouldn't stop. We should stand firm in what he's told us. We should stand firm in the gospel, stand firm on the teachings that he has, stand, be steadfast in our faith. Like, uh, man, just God's not through with us yet. Wouldn't it be horrible if he were? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. What, 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 I mean, honestly. Yeah, what, that's a great, that's a great statement. Like, it would cheapen the gospel yeah, so much. yeah. If he were if he were through with us, yeah. because I'm, I'm telling you, man, I, I mean, he's not been baking on me long enough to even open the oven door yeah. to even check. Right. I mean, he's long before he puts a toothpick yeah. in me. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you know, this past week we went to uh, this our student ministry went to camp, and uh, I went and I was teaching the seniors, and we had some of our interns go, and uh, it was kind of a vulnerable moment that one of our interns walked up to me just very heartbroken um for the fact that he said that one of the one of the seniors walked up to him and said hey i i remember when you were in church as a student he goes but i remember when you left he goes i looked up to you i remembered that you left i heard some of the things that you were doing and now you know you like or, or god changed his life and now he's on staff here at the church and the whole time, like during this interaction, he's just like, I can't believe that God's allowed me to be here and forgiven me for what I've done and uh, men redeemed me for this. And now I get to have this chance to be able to have gospel conversations with people. Um, and again, it just goes back to this point that God's not through with us. And good thing, good thing he's still working. Otherwise, there would be people that just left out. Well, and I love that because you can't argue that. Right. Yeah, people want to get in debates and hey, hey, man, yeah. what was the what is the best course of action to take? Almost yeah. like you're playing Ms. Pac-Man, right? You know, what is the best what is Never. the best uh, <laughs> route? Where, where did that come from? Route today, hey, Journey remembers Ms. Pac-Man, Pac-Man, because I had this certain route that I would go. I had this certain route that yeah. I would go, and I would wait. Just you know, you eat the little thing, yeah. and then all of a sudden you eat the ghost. Uh, and goodness. anyway, I could, I could, man, if you didn't get off that first screen, before, you know, without losing a man or a lady you were in trouble but it's it, it plays out the same way it's like yeah. you know I, i've got this little route and you know it's going to work out this way and work out that way but yet uh for god <laughs> to sit there and for god to say um hey i'm going to do something in your life that it, it is going to speak volumes yeah. the change that occurs yeah. nobody can argue that change yeah. i would say this if you're trying to share your faith with someone and you're reading all these books so you can come up with the best argument in the world to win the debate right. so that they may get saved right. instead have the approach of i'm going to pray desperately over this situation and the opportunity that i get i'm just going to share here's what jesus did for me they can't argue about what jesus True. did for you here's yeah. how jesus changed me can't argue that yeah can't argue that um and uh and so uh, for God Gosh, to so uh, so for God to allow this young man to come back around, and uh, I mean, here's here's a guy who who knew what he claimed to be, who saw what he really was, and then all of a sudden he's seen someone who has been redeemed, and he's like, I've seen it full circle, brother. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's stout right okay. there. He's not done with us yet, man. My goodness. All right. So the fourth the fourth point is uh, killing with kindness. And uh, I, in youth ministry, that was always our slogan whenever I was in youth. So back in the, you know, in the nineties, you know, it was like that. That was a slogan: "Kill them with kindness." Um, and so you like when you in the youth group, 
You were in the youth group. I was in the youth group. What year did you graduate high school? 1996. 96. My first full-time student ministry group was 1994. Mm. 94. You could have been in my my, my student group. Could have been. That would have been. Probably should have been. That would have been special. Yep. My wife graduated in 95, and so technically... Technically, she could have been in my student group, but she was not. I did not meet her until she was 21. I just want the record to show. Let the record show. Let yeah. the record show. And now that I'm 51 and she's, you know, can I not say that she doesn't 29. listen to the podcast? Uh, dude, she she's a smoking hot woman for her, or, you know, not even for her age, just for any, any whatever. We'll just keep going. The uh, people hear this, people hear this. Kill them with kindness. Yeah. I, well, I say they. I say they think. I. I can only speak for myself. I see it as that's exactly right, dude. I'm gonna. I'm gonna load so much kindness on them. I want yeah. them to hurt because I'm so kind to them. Yeah. You want to do the unexpected. But yeah, but that's not. That's not the right attitude. Uh, the right attitude is, no man. I want. I want to be kind to them because, in my rebellion, in my. In my brokenness, in my enemy status, to I mean, I, I want to I want to treat the way that I was treated. He extended great grace. He extended great mercy, and he he was very compassionate. And I want to I want to do the same. I want to do the same. You're right. It's unexpected. You'll earn the right to be heard. That's our that's kind of our motto that we follow around here at our church. Earn the right to be heard. Earn the right to be heard. I even said it yesterday in sermon. Earn to right to be heard. And there's yeah. this there's this little uh there's this lady who who sits and she she has like one liners that she'll say while I'm preaching. And Can stuff. I guess it? Um she didn't say that. Okay. No, she said, uh, there it is. Mm. There it is. Mm. Um so well, yeah, there it is. You earn the right to be heard. How do I earn the right to be heard? Instead of unloading on somebody when they've given me every right and every reason to unload on them, instead, I'm going to be gracious. I'm going to be kind. I want to bless them. I don't want to burn them, right? Right. So I'll, I'll close the podcast. We'll close the podcast with this question. And I know it's a simple question, but I think it's good for recap. So why? Why all of this? Why refuse revenge? Why propose peace? Why get out of the way? Why treat them with kindness? Um, why, why do we even attempt these things? Dealing with mean folks. Quick answer. Yep. Because the Bible says so. There you go. <laughs> but we, we'll take it a step further. Uh, number one, Bible says so. Number two, this is in no particular order, by the way. God gets great glory. Yeah. And number three, they'll listen to what we say. Yeah. Yeah. They'll listen to the truth of the gospel. Yeah. Whoa, something's different about you, man. I mean, because here's the deal people who hurt you, for the most part, they understand and they're waiting. They they understand that they deserve to be hurt. Yeah. Some of them thrive on it. Right. I mean, somebody may even get mad on you. You get mad at you. you've messed the whole process up. <laughs> this was supposed to be back and forth and back and forth and yeah. back. Well, let me tell you why it's not. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the Bible says so, which is a great, great life statement to have. Yeah. The Bible says so. God gets great glory, and they listen to what we have to say. Yeah. Well, you've heard it from Pastor Stephen on the Unchangeable Truth Podcast. 
<laughs> how to deal with mean folks. Pastor Stephen, thank you for your time. Thank you for always pointing us to Jesus and being truthful about what's in Scripture. So we will see you next week on The Unchangeable Truth. Hey guys, this is Stephen Kyle, and I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today, Unchangeable Truth. This is a ministry of Highland Park Baptist Church in Panama City, Florida, and we would love for you to visit us if you ever find yourself in the Panama City area. Our address is 2611 Highway 231 North. You can also learn more about our church and its ministry by going to our website, www.highland, and it's H-I-L-A-N-D, park.org. There you'll learn more about what we believe, what we teach, about the gospel of Jesus Christ. There'll also be a sermon archive there so you can go and listen to various sermons over the last several years. As always, we would love to talk to you about your relationship with Jesus Christ. So feel free, shoot us an email, info at highlandpark.org. If you'd like to learn more about Jesus and what it means to follow Him, our prayers are that you would draw near to Christ, that this podcast would be used to point you to Jesus and to help your faith grow and your walk increase. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening.